Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And they say there's no justice in the world. The former actor turned, in my opinion, deeply unpleasant, right-wing activist Lawrence Fox, took uh, three people uh, to, through the courts after uh, they he was accused of racism. Um, and then he suggested they were paedophiles. Not a joke, not an exaggeration. One of those was the brilliant, iconic drag queen, I would say, Crystal. How you doing? Good, thank you. <laughs> Can we just go, let's just go through this extraordinary episode in the self-inflicted downfall of Lawrence Fox. What the hell happened in the... What, how did this all begin? So... Uh, back in October 2020, Lawrence Fox criticized Sainsbury's for a tweet where they were promoting uh, safe spaces and calling for uh, a celebration of Black History Month and encouraging racists not to shop with them. He he called this a racist practice, so I called him a racist. Uh, as a retaliation, he called me a pedophile. Um, Believe it or not, it took three years to get there, but the courts decided today that me calling him a racist was not defamatory and him calling me a pedophile was. Just before we go, because I'm going to go through your statement, just in terms of what he said, because he said the High Court that being accused of racism was a reputation-destroying allegation and career-ending. Mm. Um, he also, uh, for example, in talking about this, he said... Under cross-examination, I'm just reading through the Guardian report, Fox suggested there were contexts in which the phrase, I hate black people, was not racist. He said, if a man is just released from a Ugandan jail where he's been gang-raped by several men and he walks out and he goes, I hate black people, it's sort of an understandable response. Asked whether it was racist to say black people in the UK should go home, Fox replied, depends on what context. Just trying to work out what his legal team thought when he was saying <laughs> the word. I have to say that watching him on the stand for three days talk in circles like that, it was one of the most troubling and bizarre experiences of my life. The, the man is obsessed with creating a very narrow definition of what it is to be a racist. And his only definition that he accepts is, is that racists are overtly hostile towards people based on the color of their skin. And that's the only narrow definition he's willing to accept and so therefore he he can't he's unwilling to accept the idea that someone saying i hate black people is always racist because he knows he's probably said something that people would find racist and he needs he needs to give himself wiggle room he um it was watching him on the on the stand was really bizarre because it was just a litany of all of the things that he's done in the past that people have rightfully called racist and him finding ways to wiggle out of it and you know, denying the existence of white privilege, which we've seen him do in the past, um, using the N-word on the stand um, because he's allowed to, because it's he's just quoting his favorite lyrics, um, using the glass of milk emoji, which is a, a white power symbol. The list went on and on and on. And, and he just constantly um, obfuscated and avoided 
actually facing any of the actual repercussions of of what he'd done. He was frequently he freak his favorite line and throughout, throughout it all was that I can't possibly be held responsible for how people interpret what I say. It's not my fault if people think what I'm doing is racist. I know I'm not a racist and what I'm saying isn't racist. So if someone gets that impression from something I've said, that's on them, not, not on me. And it's this, it's this very bizarre way of viewing the world where it's like speaking into the void and he just thinks everything he says has no consequences. I mean, obviously a lot of people, including myself, are like, whoop, whoop, great, this is amazing, all the rest of it. But... I mean, to be clear, this was actually a very stressful experience. And there's nothing funny about what happened because he threw back, obviously, the entirely false and defamatory suggestion you were paedophiles um, as a retaliation uh, for for his uh, for, for you describing him as for what he's done as his racism. And as you write in your statement, I've said it before, but paedophilia is one of the oldest, and most damaging homophobic tropes. Since Mr. Fox used that word about me, I have been relabeled as such dozens of times, being physically threatened and being afraid for my safety in public. This judgment unequivocally states that his treat was defamatory and that it could cause that it that it caused me harm. I mean, this is the point, you know, as queer person to queer person, for those who aren't aware um, or should be aware, but yeah, being the idea paedophilia being linked to those who are queer people is, as you say, one of the oldest and most damaging and you know dangerous tropes because it actually endangers our safety. So actually, I mean, this is, you know, this is an extremely stressful thing for you to, to, to have gone through and important given what he was, that context. And the judge was really clear to point out that this was the first time this had ever happened to me. But since then, it's happened multiple times and there have been flare-ups of this. Um, he he started something with me that that couldn't be undone. And the fact that he then never issued a meaningful apology never retracted it in any meaningful way and um only showed remorse frankly but once we got into the courtroom when he was kind of forced to apologize in person and admit that he hadn't meant it um it's it was really really bizarre to watch and he his whole point is that no one no one believed it no one thought he was making a serious point but I've, I've got, you know, the receipts to show all of the people who did believe it, or at least believed it enough to send me threatening emails, to send me threatening tweets. Um, and it was, yeah, it was horrible. It was scary. It was unpleasant. Um, and doubly so, like you say, because I'm a gay man, but also because I'm a drag artist. So that is another area. It's another profession that's been somehow linked in the minds of the far right to grooming of children. And it's, it's kind of doubly defamatory because I, I work in that profession, um, which the judge also was very clear to point out that, you know, the re reputational risk I suffered was great because I do work with children. I, I, I do drag story times. I'm, mm. I'm in the public eye. You know, there's so many ways in which this could really hurt me. And he's actually been involved in protests against uh, drag story time. So actually it's not even... There is that context, isn't there, in terms of his own his own politics um, and the fact not just you're gay, but you're a drag queen as well. Absolutely. And he maintained that he didn't know I was a gay man when he said that about me, which is just bollocks, because he happened to do it to two gay men. And then when people started saying, wow, you're going to go around calling gay men pedophiles, that's probably not going to 
go very well for you in a court of law. He then did it a third time against Nicola Thorpe, almost as a, a way of saying, oh, no, no, I didn't do it because they're gay. I did it because it was a rhetorical point, um, which the judge also saw through. So that was that was quite satisfying. It, it, it was very satisfying for the judge to basically see through all of his um, attempts to m diminish and minimize what he'd done. I mean, I, I do think it's quite interesting. He's emblematic. He's been emblematic of this kind of so-called anti-woke uh, right-wing movement, which, for example, is obviously, you know, kind of defining itself against the claims, whether it be of Black Lives Matter or of the, of, for example, trans rights or, you know, kind of the flag of the LGBTQ movement, obviously Pride and all the rest of it. But it, it's that victimhood, which he dresses, the garbs of victimhood, which he, which I, I kind of think is is so much so representative of that particular form of movement. Um, so mm. when you know the judge cites his photo in blackface, his use of the N word, his turning of the Progress Pride as a swastika, as some notable example of the harm he has caused to his own public image. I mean, I just think that's so emblematic. Which is basically this form of you know kind of straight white men who of, of right wing politic political bent who try and present themselves as marginalised and victimised. But actually, the damage he's done is to himself. That's not, you know, it's yeah. not a big conspiracy against it. But that's how they portray it, isn't it? But this is an example of this is someone who just Absolutely. went through a spiral of self-destruction. Absolutely, and and he's he hasn't stopped. He's he's doubling down today. He's saying he didn't lose. He actually won. Um, you know, do you remember that meme of Katie Hopkins where she's painted a bullseye on her forehead? And she says, yeah. this is what it feels like to be a conservative white woman. And someone says, this is actually a really great point because you painted that on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and this is exactly, it's exactly what he's done. He's, he's done a, a host of deliberately inflammatory, incendiary things, things that I think are outright racist. And then when people criticize him for it, he says he's being canceled. It's like, he's actually the worst proponent for free speech ever because he can't handle the consequences of his own free speech. He wishes he had free speech without consequence, and that's not the world that we live in. He, um, yeah, and the judge was really at pains to to make it clear that this is all this is all stuff that he did himself, and that nothing that, in no way, by us calling him a racist, could we have done any reputational harm to him because he'd already done it to himself over and over and over. And the a lot of the the. <laughs> The substance of the of the trial was showing all of the examples where he'd been called a racist prior to us doing it, and all of the examples of how he'd said his career was over before we said anything. You know, this is all stuff that was happening to him well before we we got to this point. Um, one one great example is him talking about setting up the Reclaim Party and and how he's getting a lot of flack on Twitter, but he's also getting a lot of money for this game. Um, this message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. 
Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And it's, it's, a, it's an outright admission that he's, and he was asked on the stand, he's getting paid £250,000 a year by the Reclaim Party and its mysterious benefactors to be this right-wing demagogue and to just say horrible things and to whip up right-wing agitation so he knows what he's doing and he's like and he wants to pretend that he's suffering some kind of harm as a result i mean i think in terms of this whole argument about free speech for example which the hard right have tried to redefine as we can say what we like however inflammatory about marginalized uh minorities um and um but we but the if there's any response to that if we suffer any consequences that's an attack on free speech but that's not how free speech works is it exactly and i mean mr free speech sued people for calling him a racist for having an opinion that he was a racist exactly, you know, yeah i can't think of anything more counter to free speech than than um trying to silence people who are criticizing you yeah, exactly. And that's what it, I mean, th th that's the point, wasn't it? It's, it's the hypocrisy of this all the all the way through, which is, um, I mean, in terms of what free speech actually means, because actually, he was trying to attack your right to say what you actually thought. And it turned out, your, what you said wasn't defamatory, that's now been proven to be correct. And I keep flip flopping about whether or not this man is an idiot, or if he's doing this incredibly if this is a related move and he knows it's just a way to push buttons and get people outraged on his behalf and potentially get votes or shift the dial politically but it's just the, the yes as you say the hypocrisy of these people it's it's really staggering and just finally i mean in terms of what this represents more broadly because i think this was an attempt by someone who's very emblematic of this brand of aggressive right-wing politics who said things which are, I guess, again, in the concepts of saying that against gay men, obviously deeply damaging and all the rest of it. But he's he's someone who sums this movement up. And do you not think this is actually quite a big victory in terms of that form of politics, which actually just behaves, you know, throws its weight around. Um, and often people feel quite intimidated by this form of politics, particularly those from yes. minorities which suffer oppression. So this is actually, I think, quite a very important victory not just about lawrence fox but actually broader than that yes well he's currently suing someone else for calling him a racist so hopefully this goes a long way to towards solving that problem for Mukhtar. um and i hope it i really hope it shows reminds people of the limits on free speech when it comes to making defamatory accusations about people you know the judge was very clear also that if he had said you disagree with what I'm saying and think that I'm a racist. You shouldn't say that it would be as bad as me calling you a pedophile. That if he had said it that way, there would have been no, there would have been no case. But because he just called me a pedophile with no context uh, explanation, it was read as an allegation of fact. And 
that has consequences because people believed it. He has 500,000 followers on Twitter. People saw that and believed it. Um, so yes, I do think that hopefully it reminds people that there are limits on, yeah, that free speech has can have consequences. The, the only thing that I find a little bit disappointing is that in terms of our, our judgment in his counterclaim, um, it was that we didn't cause him serious harm by calling him a racist, but there was no determination on whether or not he is a racist, whether or not uh, it's a statement of opinion to call someone a racist, which is another way it would not non-defamatory. Um, so we kind of got over the first hurdle and then we didn't go into any of the further detail, which is a bit of a shame because it would have been nice to also have a line drawn in the sand that says, when someone is saying and doing racist things, you can call them a racist without fear of retaliation. In this case, the only reason that the judgment went our way is because he'd already done so many things that people thought were racist that the judge couldn't possibly see how our our piece in it was significant. Um, so that's a bit of a shame, but I, I'm still yeah very, very happy that we got the outcome that we did. It's a huge victory, as I said, and you know, I guess lots of people are not exactly devastated to see this happen to someone like Lawrence Fox. But as I said, I think there's the the really broader important point about this form of great aggressive right-wing politics, which is so triumphalist often and thinks basically it can get away with, with anything. Turns out, turns out can't. So, Christel, massive congrats to you and the others as well. Uh, please like and subscribe. Do share this video. Um, but thank you, Christel. You're all wondering about where you can get my gorgeous Crystal Will Sue You Now t-shirt. Just visit oh, my yeah. Instagram page. Oh, great. I will <laughs> definitely be getting one of those. Okay, do go to Crystal's Instagram page and get one of those. <laughs> Excellent stuff, Crystal. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.